Hello and welcome to the Up Gaze of a Certain Age. We are a group of homosexual gentlemen from across the UK who share a love of all things pop from the 80s until now. Tonight, I am joined by Tim. Alright, babes. I'm joined by Jason. Good evening, dear. I'm joined by Graham. Happy Friday to one and all. I'm joined by Peter and Christopher. Hello, guten Abend. Oh, guten Abend, sprechen Sie Deutsch. Ein bisschen, wie geht's? No idea what you just they said. They say they lost us <laughs> How all. How are you? <laughs> we are fine. Thank you for joining us. Welcome one and all. So this evening, we're going to be talking about our favourite one-hit wonders and novelty hits. Will the one and only Chesney Hawk make an appearance? Will there be a showdown between Mr. Blobby and Roland Rat? We don't know. Each pop gay has chosen two tracks as well as an honourable mention. They will tell us a little bit about them before we play them, and then we'll have a little bit of a chat afterwards. So, without further ado, let's go over to our first pop gay of the evening. It's Timothy Fofimini Bobimini Chochimini. It's Tim! I don't know what to say like that, but thank you. All will become clear later on. You know. <laughs> okay. Just go with it now. Just go with it for now. That's it's fine. fine. Yeah. Actually, I can only think of one thing of my name, Timmy Mallet, Itsy Bitsy Tilly, really, but that's not a choice. Carry on, sorry. So, this is going to be a strange episode, a strange show, because it's not our normal fare of, you know, very hip, um, and happening street cred dance tunes and stuff. <laughs> it's um, complete and utter. I nearly said a very inappropriate word then, but I caught myself just in time. Um, it's fromage, fromage fray, indeed. Um, I need to stop talking and ask Tim to <laughs> tell us his first choice. I like a good fromage fray. I mean, vanilla or something or fruit. I don't know. I haven't decided. But oh. anyway, yeah, I know. I'm nice. a fruity boy. Mm -hmm. So, my first choice is from a group who were back in the end of the 90s. I'll introduce them first and I'll say some more facts after. This is BB Mac and Back Here. That is that is a niche choice. Tell that us, is. tell us who they were. What did they do? They looked handsome. I always fancied the lead singer. Okay, he he was hot. So they had one album or maybe two albums. This single come from sooner or later. It reached number five in the UK. Actually, they sort of tried to conquer America as well and got to number thirteen. They had a follow-up still on my side, and then they kind of like disappeared, bless them. But I oh. thought they were quite easy on the eye. There's three of them. They were very kind of, they weren't boy band, boy band. They were like, we no. play guitars, so therefore we're not. It was it was at a time when a lot of British pop bands and boy bands weren't making it in America. So I found that quite unusual that they got to the top 20 there. 
Weren't there a couple of brothers in that band, or a couple of twins or something? Were there Tim? I think there was, yes. Hold on, let's make And I'm pretty have... sure the lead singer was a twin, so you technically yes. fancied both members of that band. Oh. <laughs> okay. All I can say is my husband's a twin. Well. Oh, well, there we go. That's where we know where it started, Don, the attraction. No, there was... There's three of them, but um looks like they're not related. You've got Christian Burns, Stephen McNally, and Phil Thornally. Oh, they've got a lot of alleys going on there, haven't they? They indeed, yes. Um I I vaguely remember these gentlemen. I don't remember very much about them. I'm seeing sleeveless t shirts. I'm yes. seeing Celtic the guitars. And guitars and sofas. Um in their in their videos are they still performing or have they no i think they've sort of gone down the dumper bless them you know i oh. mean it's just like yeah what was the american version was it lfo like the light funky oh i like them yeah. they were hotter as well oh okay well yeah yeah, yeah. they weren't they the same management as new kids on the block and yes i think they were and sync and yeah. backstreet boys they came from that stable didn't they lfo yeah. Light funky ones. Yes. It's like, it sounds like a diet food, doesn't it? Light funky ones. Mm. <laughs> uh, with added flavour. Well, that was a gentle introduction to this evening's show. What are you going to follow it up with, Tim? So, I'm going back to the States now. A hit in 2000s. This artist, bless her, she only had one hit, but she has gone on to do other stuff now. I'll introduce it first. So the songs by Candy, Don't Think I'm Not. choice she is the star of the real housewives of atlanta she is yes oh which is one of my guilty television pleasures it's basically just lots of women screaming at each other um in different restaurants and hotels but yes she but she was in a girl band wasn't she first yes she was yes escape i, want I don't to think say. they made i don't think they really made any impact in the uk no. No, um, it's uh, but yeah, like the single was released in the year 2000, it was number nine. It came from the album Hey Candy. That sounds really American, doesn't it? Hey Candy, hey Candy. Yeah, that's all she really did. I think she tried to have a follow up, it didn't do as well in the States though as it did over here. Okay. I do believe uh, she's written for a lot of people. I think she yes. wrote for TLC yeah. and... She wrote No Scrubs, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. She um, became a songwriter. She's yeah. like proper wadded now. That's interesting that you mentioned No Scrubs because it has that kind of same kind of vibe, doesn't it? Mm. 
Yes. I, I purely only know anything about her because I watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So that's the, uh, so I think, I think recently she brought that girl band back together and they did a tour of America. And I think, I'm sure there was a dance version of this not that long ago. Yes, there was. Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, they'll sample everything nowadays, you know. What yeah. can I say? If there's a song, they just take a sample out of it and that's... That's it. Mm. 20 years' time will be padam padam. Oh, none of us will be around to see that. Um, no, we'll all be dead underground. <laughs> it, it will be played at our funerals. Yes. <laughs> As we sent it to the crematorium. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How cheerful is that for this evening? Um, interesting fact about Miss Candy she um, has a range of adult toys. Oh. Yes, and she also has, I don't say admitted, because that sounds like something wrong, but she has disclosed that she, she is also bisexual. Oh, so good for her. So good for her and her, her songs. And I only know this because I've watched the, the, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Have I said that I watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta? I, I watch it. Um, it's on it's on catch-up. I uh, Yeah. Mm. So, Do you yeah. watch The Real Housewives of Cheshire with Natasha Hamilton? Is that true? No, I haven't watched that. I watch it, and yes, it's like, love. Is that all you've got in your life now? The real housewives of Cheshire. Oh, Bless her. I, I do. I do have a, a a sort of a line of the housewives. So the Cheshire one falls beneath that line. Um, I I won't. I, I I don't want to watch that. Uh, what does she do in that? Does she just like go wah, 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 and have fights with people? She does. Yeah. I mean, they all go. Wah, wah, but like she was last <laughs> season. She was launching her new solo single. Oh, when I, when I say solo single, it's like no, oh, no, okay. no, no, bye, bye, Tash. Sorry. Oh, sorry, you know. Tash. And and yeah. also, there goes any any chance of Tash ever coming on. Yeah, um, the show to yeah. anything. Apparently, um, like the last season of Drag Race and Snatch Game, Danny Beard. One of his options was Natasha Hamilton. I would have loved to have seen Natasha Hamilton in in Snatch oh. Game on Drag Race. Would have. Yes. Well, thank you for those choices, Tim. No problem. For kicking off our one hit wonders and novelty hits episode. Okay, let's head over to our next pop gate of the evening. And he is Jason Fofason Bobason Cho Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I feel I feel there should be a donk beat behind that as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It will be made clear, I have to say this, um, by the end of the, the show this evening. Ah, okay. There's a reason why I'm doing it. It's not because I run out of ideas. Um, <laughs> which I also have. Um so Tell us about your first choice this evening. So the the first track comes under the novelty banner, but it's not actually really a novelty song. So the song was originally written in 1967 by Bob Dylan and Rick Danko. In 1968, it was recorded and released by Julie Driscoll and the Trinity. It peaked at number five in the UK singles chart. Julie went on to re-record it in the early 1990s with Adrian Edmondson as a theme tune, theme tune to Absolutely Fabulous. Oh. So tonight we're going to hear Kylie's version of Walking Down the Street. Nope, I'm only joking. <laughs> we're going to hear Kylie's version of This Wheel's on Fire.
I like that. So do I. Wheels on fire, rolling down the road. That's all I know. Well, but the thing is, I can't believe that she recorded that for the movie, which was in 2016. Yes. 20, say, that's like seven years ago. Where mm. is the time going? But yeah. I, I, I will say, though, the, the video that they've created for it um, with her on the backing track is absolutely fantastic. I didn't even know there was a video for it, to be perfectly honest it's, with you. It's just clips from the movie. Okay. Okay. Has it got she, lovely eyes, Lee? The song for it you. It does have very lovely, stunning eyes. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, same with um, it, I kind of yeah, Chicky Wiggy. I I have to say I don't know why she did it. Maybe she was under contract, like absolutely everything. Yeah, you know, possibly. You just don't know. You you just don't know. I don't that she did it as a favour. No, I quite like it. I don't so think do it's. I. I love it. I don't think it's terrible at all, and it's certainly way better than absolutely. It anything and everything at all or whatever it was called. Yeah. I know, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> okay. she, she wasn't in the film, was she? She didn't make no. a cameo. And I don't think she ever made a cameo in any of the series of Absolutely Fabulous. Although they no. did make fun of her. Yeah, they did poke fun at her quite a, quite yes. a few times. Yeah. Yes. Um, she was never one of Adina's clients, was she? No. 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 It was Baby Spice and Lulu. It was Baby Spice and Lulu. And you said that would have made more sense. Uh, Lulu and Baby Spice recording, recording that as a it. duet. duet. Yeah. Can't ever say that word. <laughs> um, Pop your teeth in, dear. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever say here that her perform that ever. I know. I don't in Vegas, know. I don't think that's one on the set list for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for Voltaire. Is it Voltaire or is it Voltaire? I don't Voltaire. know. Voltaire. Voltaire. Okay. Well, that 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 does that does fit into to the category of novelty. Yes. So we'll go with that. Mm -hmm. What is your second choice? Okay, so the next song I think is truly iconic because it's a track that once you hear the opening lyric, you start singing it. So it's a true one-hit wonder. Mm -hmm. So it's been used in a lot of movies, TV shows, and anything where it's describing girls that are in trouble. <laughs> and it fits definitely with this criteria. Uh, of the one-hit wonder. So the, the song itself is a debut from the 1994 album We Are Shampoo. It reached oh. number 11 in the UK charts. So we're about to hear Shampoo with Trouble. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Something's come along and it's burst our bubble. Icons. They are iconic. <laughs> I love this track. And it's I have to say, they weren't one of hit wonders. No, because they had Viva, Viva, La Mega Babes. They did. They had a couple, not many. They never broke the top 20, though. 
They never oh. brought only one track hit the top twenty, and that was this one. It got to eleven, but it's one of these ones where if you hear that opening bit, uh oh, we're in trouble. We're getting home. Yeah, quick, yeah, the double. Yeah. Everyone sings along to it. Absolute classic. It's been used for loads of adverts and stuff like that, hasn't it? It's really had a life of its own. I think that song. It completely. A lot. Completely. Yeah. They and had... they said they they. I mean, they are ripe for a. For a comeback at, at mm-hmm. the Mighty Hoopla or something like that, aren't they? They Definitely. really are. The thing is, they released four albums and two compilation four. albums. Four albums and two compilation Where? albums between 1994 <laughs> and 2000. Um, but nothing got into the top 20 of the singles that they released. I'm, I'm genuinely gobsmacked that they released four <laughs> albums and two compilation albums. I'm stunned. Because I, I I remember Trouble. I remember the follow-up, which I can't remember what the name of it was called. Yeah. Um I remember Viva La Mega Babes and Girl Power. Girl Power. Um, before the Spice Girls. Um, and that's it. I can't, I can't remember anything else mm-hmm. from them. Yeah. but I had The been... internet says that their first album sold a million copies. That wouldn't surprise me. I had it on um, Bubblegum Pink cassette. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I think they were big in Japan, weren't they? They were huge, yeah. huge in Japan and also tried to break it in America. Uh, as well. So the, the song itself was used in films such as The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers it was well. back in 95, Foxfire, Jawbreaker, Blackrock and Trojan War. Never heard oh, of that one. Well known films. <laughs> yeah. But the random fact is Miley Cyrus actually recorded one of their tracks, Delicious. She did and it's still being played on the advert now mm-hmm. for that for some perfume or something when she and she's got an awful mullet. And oh. yeah, I, I Delicious. Didn't... Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Delicious. Something like that. I I do remember Shampoo when they they first came out. They were the most monosyllabic, uninterested young women you've ever, (laughs) ever come up with. They just used to sit in these interviews going, whatever. Shut up. Uh, Totally like, you know, I totally. Yeah, they were just not, they were not. Um, interested in any of that at all. They were kind of like Daphne and Celeste, but with depression. Um, <laughs> Bless them. Yes. Bless. Uh, oh, but I, I, I do like that song. Mm. And I may have to dig out that album just to, just to relive my Youth. Mid, mid-30s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 30s or 40s? <laughs> just, well, just numbers. They're just numbers. Um, well, thank you for those choices. Okie dokie, let's go over to our next pop gay of the evening. And it is Lee Fofina Bobina Chochin. It's me! <laughs> I thought I'd get in early this week because, you know, normally I'm very giving. And I, la- I wait to the end. But I don't want to this week. You know I'm that. Go- you know oh. that, babe. You're very giving. So, my first... Uh, choice for this evening fits both categories, both a novelty hit and a one hit a novelty hit and a one hit wonder, and it is from a Swedish Eurodance group, which was released in August 1994 as the first single from their debut studio album, Sex and Violins, and it was based on a traditional American folk song. Um, but it kind of combined that with techno euro dance. Um, so my first choice this evening is Rednecks with Cotton Eye <laughs> Joe. Where did you come from? Where did you go? 
No. Wow. Don't no. you tell no. me no. He's going to say it wasn't a one hit no. wonder, aren't you? Because there was old Poppin and Oak as well. I was going to say, yes, old Poppin, old Poppin and Oak, Poppin and Oak. Blah, 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 blah. That's a bit better than. I mean, they both sound the same. They're, well, yes, they did. And I don't think Pop in the Oak did as well as Cotton Eye Joe. And yeah, I love it. And it's barking and it's awful. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's, it is a, do you know what it is? It's a, it's a wedding reception song. When the weddings happened and everyone's had a few sherries, a few sherries and everyone's getting a little bit tipsy, then this comes on and everybody thinks they can line dance. Um, and they, they get on with it. It wasn't yeah. played at my wedding, thank you. I ain't having the, that kind of music. It's the only track that wasn't played at your wedding. Um, <laughs> at um, least it was in the Bullpackers. Oh, goodness me. Oh, no, I like that one. I prefer oh, that one. Oh, shut up, Timothy. I'm not having that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this song was a number one hit in 11 countries. Can you believe that? Um, they did have follow-ups, Old Poppin' and Oak, The Spirit of the Hawk, and Wish You Were Here, which did better in Europe than they did in, in the UK and America, and they basically kind of sounded exactly the same as the the original um, uh, track. Um, and there you go. Everyone's looking at me absolutely appalled, <laughs> like, I've, like I've threatened to kind of, like, end their families um, by <laughs> I'm choosing... I'm being polite. We do have something to thank Rednecks for, though, because this was like the line dancing craze and it was a sort of techno country sound, and which, of course, gave us the birth of Steps. It did indeed. Which are six, seven, eight. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You could say that the Rednecks gave birth to Steps, and I'll leave that thought with you. (laughs) In an oak. In an oak. Just just leave that (laughs) one with you so I go on to my next choice because Hold on. You cannot put steps and rednecks in the same thing. Yes, I know steps started with five, six, seven, eight, but you know, at least they went on to much better things where rednecks could only do one thing line dancing country. Mm. Because the thing is you you got to remember Paul would actually say that five, six, seven, eight was not a line dance song. No. I I imagine Paul probably did have a dance to Cotton Eye Joe. Um, I can imagine, and if he if he didn't, he probably does now. Um, so <laughs> well, let's move away from from Cotton Eye Joe, and let's go on to my second choice of the evening. And this again, this was not a one hit wonder, but it does fit the novelty. I think it fits the novelty. Well, it's barking, so it has to fit. Fit. So <laughs> this was released on the twenty fifth of November, nineteen ninety one, as a pop house single, and then it was re recorded the year later with country music legend Tammy Wynette and this version became a huge hit on both sides of the Atlantic number two in the UK singles chart number one on the US uh, dance charts and number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100 and it went to number one in 18 countries Um, it's completely and utterly balmy so the track that I'm playing with my second choice is the KLF and justified and ancient.
Did we ever find where Moo Moo Land was? I don't think so. Uh, they didn't send a text when they got there, did they? When they bound, when they were all They're bound all for Moo Moo Land. For Moo Moo Land. I want to go there too. This is this is just an unbelievably brilliant mental song. <laughs> with it has Tammy Winnett, who I don't think she knew what she was, why she was there. Um, <laughs> Oh, what she was doing. I think I remember an interview at the time where she they phoned her manager and her manager said, oh, does this techno group for England want you to, to sing on their track? And she was like, okay. Um, and then did it and was like, what? Um, it had rapping. I'm going to have to do, I'm, go, I'm going, I'm going to have to, I'm going to do the rap. Go for it. Go for uh, it. From the middle. Okay. <clears throat> Justified and ancient, ancient and justified, rocking to the rhythm in the ice cream van with the plant and the key to the ancient, ancient Mew Mew vibes from the tribes of the jam. I know what the beat is, because I know what time is it. Bring home a dime, make mine a 99. New style, meanwhile, always on a mission while fishing in the rivers of life. Fishing in the rivers of life. Hey, fishing in the rivers of life. Hey. <laughs> Round uh, of applause. Thank you. I, I wasn't actually, I didn't, didn't actually rap on the record. I know it's hard, hard to believe. So hard to believe. <laughs> Um, it's the, like the, the rap... guy left for back in building. Yeah, mm. the rapper was called Ricardo de Force, um, who then went on to to record. I think he did some cover versions with another band. Staying alive. alive. Get well with the people of the dance floor. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> strangely arousing and masculine. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. The KLF kind of had a couple of other hits. Um, they famously set fire to a million pounds outside the Brit Awards or something like that. That's kind of like, you know, down with the music industry. Um, they they rarely showed their faces. They had like big horns and stuff like that. Didn't they but they well? had the best Top of the Pops performances though, didn't they? They did. Just, Just like yeah. 30 people on the stage. And I think they performed this track at the Brits and it had... All the da African dancers on the ice cream van. Tammy Wynette. I want to say she was on a bungee joke. No, she wasn't. I don't think they winched her in on a on a rope. But uh, that would have been fun. Didn't they do a song about Doctor Who? Doctor Who. Doctor do you know what? Who, I think. Doctor yeah, I think maybe the, the Doctor in the Tardis. I yeah. think it was called. The yeah, Tardis. I think that was an early one of the years. I think you're right. Yeah. Yes, they also did a track called "When Ky What Kylie Said to Jason." Oh yeah, that's right. They did. Mm. And they did. It's grim up north. Well, this doesn't sound very one-hit wonder, then, does it, Lee? If you know all these. Well, songs. it's novelty. I'm. I'm not going to say one-hit wonder. I'm going to say novelty. Okay. Definitely because novelty. Definitely mm. novelty. Yeah. So no, there you go. Those are those are my choices for this evening. Okie dokie, let's go over to our next pop gate of the evening. And it is Peter Fofita, Bobita, Mobita. It's Peter. Hello. Woo! Thank you. Yay. Hello. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> very strange. But all probably revealed. So tell us about your first choice of the evening. The first choice is an American singer. And this song was released in the 1980s, which you may be surprised guys oh, about me because shocked. yeah right it's not exactly my favorite decade <laughs> is it stock heck and waterman is it heck <laughs> <laughs> you're taking it too far now tim <laughs> so um it's released on september 19th in 1983 which is the year of my birth actually and it was the lead single from her debut solo album of the same name now as far as i'm aware this is her first this is her only solo hit 
but I do know that she also went on to have a song with Sash later on in the 90s. So um, she got four number ones in the US dance chart, uh, apparently, and this was the first of them. So the song is Let the Music Play by Shannon. A song. Mm, what a great how song. How dare you guitar. bring proper music to this show this evening? <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> how dare you? And a song that's so timeless as well. It's only a recent thing that I really learned about this song and got to know it and grew to love it really in the last couple of years. So yeah, I just thought mm. I'd throw that one in there. It's a recent discovery of my own. It's a very classic 80s track, but still holds up today. I do believe, now Jason will say whether this is true or not, didn't Mary Keane do a cover version of this in the sort of late 90s? She did. She did. I'm considering covering it myself, to be honest. I think you should. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's, and then we'll play it and and, and review it and see see how, how it goes. And then so she did, she recorded with who? Sash? Oh, she also did a song called Move Mania with Sash. Oh! And it's brilliant as well. It is brilliant, yeah. Mm. So you know, she she just came, had one amazing song, disappeared for a bit. Well, in terms of the public eye, and then came back again about ten years later, and no, about about twelve years later, and just I did not know that was her. Was it? What was it? Was it movie mania or move? Move mania, move mania, moving people. That's what we are. I'd like to hear a mega mix, a mashup of those two tracks, please. Thank you, <laughs> please and thank you. Um, <laughs> Reese isn't here, so I can't. I'll have to. I'll have to send him a, a fax later to to ask him to 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 do that. Um, so thank you for your first choice. Tell us about your second choice for this evening. Right. So the second choice, I've classed it as a one-hit wonder, although apparently this artist had three hits in the uk or sort of three sort of top 20s anyway and it's the song that launched her career now this singer she's continued she's still been making music and she's a brilliant songwriter actually um she was on canadian idol back in i want to say 2008 something like that released an album that didn't do amazingly well but then this threw her into the public eye the song is call me maybe and the singer is carly ray jepson Baby, but here's my number 
That's a bot. That's very good. Tell me, maybe. Did she only have three hit actual hits? I thought. So she had this. She had good time with Owl City, yes. and um, I really like you. Other than that, everything went either kind of thirty or below. Or although, having said that, her last. I say her last album, last year's album, The Loneliest Time, actually got to number 16 in the UK. So her albums are still doing okay. She seems to have a big following on social media. I mean, a lot of the people I follow on social media talk about her. Um, she seems to have a big gay following. She does. she does. Because nowadays, there's not very many people doing like pure pop music. Mm. So kind of, kind of her, we've got, I don't know, Ava Max and lady gaga or whatever but there's not very much that's out there for people to get onto. Has she has she written for other people she has she's written for other people i don't know who but she has oh i like her i was supposed to go and see her and then covid happened and i didn't go and see her because it was cancelled um, i really really like her do you mm. really really like her. Uh, she's one of those <laughs> artists you see because i'm a pop gay of a certain age my requirement when i go to to watch a show is that it's not very high up and it has a seat, and um, she does not meet those criteria because she usually has her shows in warehouses and stuff with no seats. Yeah, and I do not like that. Um, for I do need to sit down, um, and they don't let you bring in those little foldable seats that you can <laughs> a camping chair <laughs> <laughs> with a little little hole for your tinny. Yeah, they don't like that. I did thought of like having like one of those canes, those walking sticks that has a seat on the end that kind of flips up. <laughs> that you can do, yeah, that you can just kind of sit on. And again, apparently that could be seen as a threatening weapon. Um, so well, I you know, this allowed. is a great opportunity for some pop gays of a certain age merchandise. Your folding chair. A folding concert chair. That I mean, that's not just for pop gays. Of a certain, everybody likes to sit down. But the thing is, you could also do a walk-in frame that has a flip-down seat. You could indeed, with a commode attached. Because who's got the energy to go to the toilet once you've got <laughs> yes. to your seat? And yes. You could have a little mirror on the side and a little bit for your cup. Oh, marvellous. I think that's a collab. I'm going to write to uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's management this yeah. very evening and suggest this collaboration. And, <laughs> I uh, can see you all on Dragon's Den kind of yes. showing off this new idea and yeah, making I, your millions. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think that, it, that it's a go with that. And she could perhaps write the theme tune, the song that goes along with it. Um, for the advert. Yeah. yeah. Well, th thank you for those choices, Peter. They, they were much appreciated. Thank you. Okay, it's time for our penultimate pop gay of the evening. And all the way from Berlin, it's Christopher. Do you know what? The th I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Chris because I nearly said Christopher for Fistifer Bobistifer. So I'm just <laughs> gonna go straight <laughs> to Christopher. <laughs> Ooh. It's my new name for Berlin, isn't it? it uh, new name? I think it's. I think I've it's come alive. Well I've done known. this new identity, <laughs> and I'm in the right place for it as well. In, in, so. Indeed. Anyway, but, let, but let's not let's not dwell on <laughs> let's that. Let's not discuss no, this. No, no. Um, let us hear your first choice for this evening. Okay. Picture the scene: a young man named Diego enters a nightclub. The DJ, a friend of Diego's, plays Diego's favourite song, Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. And Diego dances and sings along to the song, imitating its chorus with Spanish gibberish, which oh. is Aceraje. And this is the title of my one-hit wonder, which you'll know as Las Ketchup's The Ketchup Song. 
What a great choice. That's a hey, aha, a hey, I do like ketchup. Other sauces and condiments are available. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they also did Eurovision for Spain as well. They did. did. Yes, yes, that was going to be my next point. Did you, did you know when they did Eurovision? I haven't a clue. They did it five years later. They did it in, in 2006. And there was an extra member. And what they did was they basically nicked four office chairs from somewhere and just spun around them voice style. And uh, they uh, received 18 points, placing uh, 21st in a field of 24. So. Oh. Did they still beat oh. us, though? <laughs> no, actually, we did better that year. We had wow. uh, Daz Sampson that year. Oh, um, oh don't talk about that. That's, that's, that's not allowed. We're not, yeah. Did he do well? Does Samson. Well, it depends what you mean by well. But well, he did think... better than the tomato sauce ladies. That's, that's <laughs> he did better. <laughs> Not much better. Oh, but... The thing is, totally random. I used to work beside a Spanish lady who actually knew them. Wow. So, yeah, she actually knew the band. They were they rinsed that song for every last. Totally. There was a Christmas version. There was an English version. There was a Spanglish version. I think there was a there was a there was a Hanukkah version. They literally <laughs> did a version of everything for that song. They were the less successful cheeky girls, really, weren't they? Oh, in that respect. Um, I'm actually surprised the cheeky girls didn't cover it. I think that they could. Um, they could have done a. They could have collabed together, couldn't they? <laughs> it was all about that. <laughs> Hand movement things, wasn't it? Yeah. Are they still with? Are they still performing? Are they still doing stuff, Christopher? Or are they just? Have they gone into the pop history? Uh, the last thing they apparently did was in 2016. They performed at the Swedish Eurovision National Final at Melody Festival and, and then at a festival in Mexico. And that's it, really. Oh. But, I mean, if you have a look at, at the charts, I mean, they were number one in Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, number 10 in Croatia, though, and then number one in the Czech Republic. So I don't know what happened in Croatia. Oh. But I, it seems that they can live off their royalties. That I see, I foresee, as I, I with my psychic powers, I foresee um, a tour. Them, the cheeky girls, mm -hmm. the ones that did that Macarena song. What were they called? Los Los Del Rio. Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, who else only had a one-hit wonder, and then we never heard of again? Um, those people. Mambo number eight. Mambo oh. number eight? Mambo, is that yeah, in the, no, uh, is it Mambo number... Was it number eight five. or was it number nine? Uh, number nine. Was it number, number five? Five. Stop saying numbers, people. It was tell number me the five. Right one. It was number... Yes, Mambo number... Nambo. Nando's number five. Um, <laughs> That's out of the menu. By Louis Baker. Not even a tomato sauce endorsement. Last Ketchup by Last Ketchup. That, that's a marketing flaw there, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to your second choice of the evening. Okay. Picture the scene. Oh. It is 1989, and the charts are full of pop. Jason, Kylie, Sunita, Yaz, Brother Beyond. But were the radio stations playing this? No. It was full of Chris Rear, Dire Straits, Pink Floyd, and worst of all, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> So who was going to confront this pop injustice? Two brave women from Liverpool led the way. Their names were Linda and Ashling. 
They named themselves the Reynolds Girls and their anthem of protest was I'd Rather Jack. The word Mac. It's a controversial choice. Good choice, though. <laughs> mm, I have mixed feelings about that track. Because if you take away them and some of the sort of iffy lyrics, it was a really good song. The backing mm. track was really sort of Acid House inspired bop. But it was, yeah. They, they did look like they were on the lunch break from Tesco. And that was after a makeover, wasn't it? Because I do believe, if I recall, Smash Hits gave them a makeover before the video. And um, they... Did they? Was yes. It, is this how they won a competition to record a single? It never turned no, out no, to be no. true. Is this that that we're doing? No, it's true. It was, it was in the Smash Hits article. You saw yes. it happen. Yes. <laughs> they, they, had, they were... And I don't know whether they dressed them before on purpose like sort of irish potato pickers and when in like sort of like great big bushy hair and flannels and stuff and then took them and gave them a makeover and put them in jean cutoffs and leather jackets um but yes they did it was it was very very well documented um i think pete waterman said they ain't making a video looking like that we need we need yeah so no but the eternal question is, whatever happened to the Reynolds girls? Nobody knows. Well, um, I don't know if you follow the podcast, A Journey Through Stock Aiken and Waterman, but earlier this year, they did a special episode on I'd Rather Jack, because it's quite a mystery what happened to them. They, they disappeared soon afterwards. And well, it's worth listening to the podcast. It seems that there was a huge falling out between them and Pete Waterman mm-hmm. um, criticizing whether they were really cut out to be pop stars. There seems to be some parental in- interference. Um, and apparently they got quite close to interviewing one of them, oh. um, but she backed out just <gasps> before. So we'll never know. Oh, we'll never know. I do believe they still collect their royalty checks. They get sent to some sort of um, solicitors in Liverpool, and then that solicitor forwards them on the huge amounts, the vast amounts of royalty checks they will get for, for um, I'd rather Jack. Um, yes. But is, there is a fabled second single floating well, around. Well, there was, and I think I posted it on our on our yeah. social media. So basically, they, the, Pete Waterman went, no, um, I'm, we're not recording a follow-up. Um, so their dad went, right, well, I'm going to remortgage the house and set up our own record company. I think it was called Right Now or Right Here or something it was, like it was that. Called, it was called Renatone, as I play on the words Reynolds. So it was called Renatone oh, Records. Right. And just had one single release. Yeah. Went... It was called Get Real and it was not the best. God love them.
wasn't there a story about them that they were asked to go into the recording studio on a certain date and they refused because they had a holiday planned and their oh. father told them that they had to go on the holiday who knows mm. oh they, perhaps they couldn't get their hair through the through the studio doors because they had big hair big hair <laughs> there was um, lots of hairspray in those days yeah and lots of doing this on the on li- various liverpool locations <laughs> <laughs> the wind blew but the hair stayed it did my hair used to be exactly the same my hair used to be big lots of hairspray <laughs> and just stuck oh my goodness wow well that truly was a one hit wonder and a novelty hit I feel yes thank you very much for those choices Christopher okay it's time for our final pop gay of the evening and all will be revealed. It's Graham, Bobeam, Chocheam, Momeam. It's Graham. Hello, everyone. Yes, all is about to be revealed, but not quite yet. Oh. I say. Okay, so my, my choices are definitely both novelty songs. Okay. And I could have come up with loads of novelty songs, but I was told in no uncertain terms that Star Trek and by the firm wasn't allowed. No, it wasn't. We had, there, are, there are some standards, albeit they're not very high. But there are some standards, and that did not meet it. Well, the other song that I was thinking about was the chicken song by Spitting Image. But Again, I, I, that would not have been allowed either. It was very violent. Stick a chicken mink chicken up your nose. The deck chair up your nose and oh, all deck that kind chair, of stuff. Yes, it yes would not all be that allowed. kind of stuff. Yes. Anyway, so for tonight's choices, I have opted for classier novelty songs, but I'll leave it up to the listeners to decide how classy, shall I? So for my first choice, I'm going back to the late 1970s. So I've opted for a group that actually started their life as a dance troupe. Oh. And it turns out that they were started up by Arlene Phillips. Oh. Or off Strictly. Yeah, I didn't know that. And anyway, they began to make these random TV appearances, and they eventually ended up as a regular act on the Kenny Everett video show. So, really showing my age. So you have to, you really do have to be a certain age to remember that. Picture this: um, <laughs> Scotland, nineteen seventy nine. It was all done in the best possible taste. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, so this was uh, in 19, out in nineteen seventy eight, and they enlisted the help of Sarah Brightman of all people. Who, of course, is she's a very famous opera singer, soprano type lady, yes. and she was apparently famous because she has a vocal range of three octaves. Who knew such a thing about her? Did you know that? Oh, well, I did because she did Phantom of the Opera, didn't she? She did the. If Tim was here, but, he would be. Yeah, he would be doing it right now. Uh, um, anyway, so for some reason, she kind of got together with Hot Gossip and she recorded this absolutely bonkers track, which we're going to play for you now. So here is Hot Gossip and Sarah Brightman with "I Lost My Heart to a Starship Trooper." Divide our emotion and count as one and two are not enough. 
It's camp. It's a one-hit wonder. It's novelty. It's it's fabulous. It's everything. It's everything we needed for this. It's absolutely barking mad as well, isn't it? And when I was doing a bit of research, I discovered that this song is in its own little subdivision of disco music, which is called, wait for it, Space Disco. Oh, (laughs) would would the raw band and clouds across the moon be in that? I think it probably would. (gasps) Space disco. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. I can see your Spotify (laughs) playlist. I was told by the internet that space disco traces its origins to science fiction themes such as outer space, funnily enough, robots, and the future. Oh, wow. does Xanadu come onto this as well then, or oh, what? Because I think oh. isn't it like a roll of disco in the sky or something? Or I, I don't, I've not actually seen the movie. <laughs> no, because Xanadu, they were gods, goddesses mm. from uh. Greece, so they weren't aliens and they weren't from the future. There were the oh, so that's fantasy disco then, as opposed yes, to fantasy oh, yes. disco. Yeah, just start. So, let's start. A, let's start a new um, genre now. What, yes. about the, what about the Buggles then? The video killed the radio star. Uh, yeah. mm, oh, I, I wouldn't know. see. I wouldn't oh, say that right. as space disco. No, no. If I'm going to, I'm going to have to draw the line. Um, and what would you wear to a space? What would you wear to a space disco? <laughs> I'm thinking hot pants, silver skates. I'd go, I'd go as Barbarella. Basically, recreate the wow video from Kylie. That's very space disco, <laughs> isn't it? I would go in a silver jumpsuit with flared legs. In fact, I'm I'm going to get on them in the internet in a bit if they have any. Um. <laughs> Did anybody else use, because they played this a lot on top of the pops, didn't they, um, at the time. Did anybody else wear their mum's scarves and dance in Victoria? Uh, I can't say I did, no. Okay, perhaps that was just somebody else I know that um, <laughs> is not here. This yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this was the 70s, and I mean, Star Wars had just been out, I think it was maybe the year before, mm. and... If you remember, if you're as old as I am, you just kind of remember the world going like space bonkers at that point. Yes. It was just like, it was absolutely crazy times. Because this song mentions Starfleet, Darth Vader, Flash Gordon, you name it, it names it. But my favourite lyric in the whole song is where she says, tell me, Captain Strange, do you feel my devotion? Or are you like a droid devoid of emotion? What a question. (laughs) What a lovely rhyme, <laughs> the rhyming lyric. That is marvellous. That's deep. That is deep. And do you know what? I think I have a feeling that at the same time, there was a disco version of the Star Wars theme tune was out on Telstar Records. That would have fitted in very nicely. I'm seeing an evening here. I'm seeing a themed evening. We need to get on that. So that that is that is an epic first choice for this evening. Thank you. One can only hope that your <laughs> final choice can touch us so deeply. Well, well, we shall see. So, all is about to be revealed. So, my second choice was actually first released in 1964. Whoa. So, so, this might be the oldest record we've ever played in the show. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe one of Jason's choices has maybe been a wee bit older. Who knows? But 1964, this was out. Um, but I have to admit that I didn't really know it until I heard a version of it on American Horror Story, of all places. Oh, yes. And it has to be said, American Horror Story is a bit of a shadow of its former self. But back in the day, it was like proper scary. And mm. It was like proper subversive and it was proper camp as well. 
And to prove that, I think this was the first time I think the series kind of added a little musical number into one of the episodes. So the record is called The Name Game, and it was co-written and first released by a singer called Shirley Ellis. And on AHS Asylum, it was actually performed by Jessica Lang. But I believe the version that we're going to play for you just now is the original version. So here is The Name Game by Shirley Ellis. So who's going to volunteer? Who's going to try and do it for me? I t- well, I've been trying all evening, but I don't know if I've got it right. But I don't so, know what you do. Just got Bobina, Chomina, Mamona, Bobana. <laughs> so, so maybe we'll copy the record. So you have to say Bo. So now say Bo. 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 Tony with a B. Tony with a B. No, you're supposed to say Boney. <laughs> right, start again. Start again. We'll do it. So okay. say Bo. 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 Now say Tony with a B. Boney. 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 Then Banana Fana Fo. Banana Fana Fo. Then say the name again with an S. Phony. Phony. Yes. Be fine and mo. Be fine and mo. We can't do it. Then you say the name again with an M. Money. Yes. That's it. That's all you need to do. So Tony becomes Tony Tony Boboni Banana Fana Fo Phony Fifi Mo Money. Tony. Da, 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 da. I like it. It sounds like you're having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> no clue what's going on. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, I, I actually I actually um was looking at YouTube uh yesterday and I saw her doing this live on the show and she was just picking people out of the audience and saying, well, What's it. your name? Yes. And it, it looked like she was doing some kind of magic, you know. Yeah, it's 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 complete and utter tosh, but <laughs> it is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. yeah, and it gets really complicated if the first letter of your name is like one of the letters you you have to change it to, because oh. then you have to drop the first letter. Uh-huh. So it's quite oh. complicated. It's too complicated for me. Well, well, funnily enough, I was going to mention that this, this was a kind of bit of a craze at the time, these kind of novelty records. When you think about it, The Locomotion, My Little Eva, was out a couple of years before that. Um, and Shirley Ellis went on to release another song called The Clapping Song. Remember that? Clap, clap. Yeah, all these songs were like, all these kind of style of songs were, were, were the rage. And, and, and in 1982, Stacey Latislaw, who of course sung uh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Back oh. in the day, yes. Um, she kind of did what you might call a sequel. Oh, to the Bobana name game. Fofana. Oh, yeah, and it was called Attack of the Name Game. Oh my! Goodness. Right, <laughs> but it's not quite as good, and it's really, really, really hard to do. Ooh, but can you do Shirley? Why, Shirley? Shack attack. I got a shack attack. I got a shack attack. 
here's a fact for you. If you listen to that version by Stacey Lattislaw, uh, Mariah Carey sampled it for Heartbreaker. So there you go. Oh, okay. really? No. What a thing. Mariah uses a lot of samples and she uses them well. I'm not going to lie. I would never know that that was in there. She doesn't go Mariah Bobana for Fana Chotana. She <laughs> nope. doesn't sing that at all. Mariah Attack or anything like that. Yeah, got, got, got a wham bam funky fied that Furley Shirley, all this stuff. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> We certainly have gone off on a very strange tangent this evening. Um, so thank you for, for that choice, uh, Graham. That's marvellous. Now, I think we should have some honourable mentions of, of one-hit wonders and novelty hits. So we will go, we will go to Jason. Give us, give us an honourable mention, Jason. Well, my honourable mention fits well into the novelty category, in my opinion. Okay, so it was released in 2020. 2020. Okay. I did one. It's just a carryover from there. <laughs> okay, so it was released in 2010 and samples the 1979 Boney M hit, Gotta Go Home, which itself samples the 1973 Night Train single, Hello Bimin Bam, or Bimmel Bam. So, this one is Duck Sauce and Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Nice choice. Duck Sauce is Armin van Helden. It's Armin van Helden, Helden is it? I was going to say. Track, yeah. And A track, yeah. So two people who make like quite. Respectable music, and they're like, "Yeah, just we're just going to call ourselves Duck Sauce and release this." Absolutely, yeah. they were quackers. But the thing is, that it got to number three in the UK and number one in Scotland, which I think is brilliant. Well, that says a lot, doesn't it? Really, that yeah. we're um, bonkers up here. Yeah, thank you for that honourable mention. Um, let's go over to Peter for an honourable mention. Well, this song, I've looked it up, and it actually wasn't a hit at all. <laughs> but oh. I'm going to talk about it anyway. It's um, a song from an American girl group. Uh, it was released in 2006. And even though it wasn't really a hit over here, it's their most well-known song because it got remade into a dance track. The song is called Do It, Do It by Cherish. And it got uh, that's the version I would like us to play today. But it did get remade into Do It, Do It by um, A Craze. So it's the one that goes pop. With it lean, with it snap, with it and all that. So there we go. That's my song, Do It, Do It by Cherish. Nice choice. I had to be very, very careful when I uh, selected that to make sure that there was no Rudy Doodiness inside the lyrics for it could. It could <laughs> Is be... there an explicit version? I, I, I don't no, do I, my research I, on it. I typed in clean version and, and just in case because one never knows with those, those songs. So thank you for that honourable mention. 
Graham, give us an honourable mention. Okay, so for my honourable mention, uh, going forward a bit in time since 1960s or whatever, so this is the late 1990s, um, and I'm going to get you all moving, and this is a track that in its first incarnation was called Gym Tonic, and it was recorded by French record producer Bob Sinclair, and featured a sample from a Jane Fonda workout called, and I quote, Arms. But apparently she didn't give permission to use the sample and she must have been really mad about it because when it later got released by Space Dust, uh, they got a sound alike in to do the exercise bits. So we're going to play that for you now. So I expect you to be kind of getting moving. So standing with your feet parallel, a little more than lip, hip distance apart even, not lip distance Oh, Freudian apart. slip, Freudian yeah. slip. Your stomach pulled in, your weight slightly forward. Here's Space Dust and Jim Antonic. Posture and reach two, three, two, three, two, three, four, back two, three, two, three, two, three, four, reach two, three, two, three, two, three, four, back two, three, two, three, two, three, four, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and back two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and back two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and back two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Frenetic is the word I would describe for that um, track. I, I don't even know what would a, what would a, what would a Jane Fonda sound like. I don't. Well, do you know what? I always thought it was Jane Fonda on this Space Dust track because she does sound really like her. But what apparently, did she it say? Is not. Oh, well, she says, she says, stand with your feet parallel, a little more than hip distance oh, apart. She okay. does all that stuff. Not she bad does the... for 75, that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I reduced the age, though. It was really very old, much older that she said. Um, okay. Yeah, that reminds me a bit. What was the other one with the thrusting people in the video? Oh, with, yeah. Um, um, that kind of... Um, Call on me. Yes. Yes, yeah. groins. Um, this yeah. won't make it to the show, so I just thought I'd just say groins just for the sake of it. Sweaty groins. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Christopher, let's have an honourable mention from you. Okay. Picture the scene again. Oh, we're back. You're back. Picturing, we're picturing. Picturing the scene. I want you to use your imagination here. So you are a business-minded, intelligent young woman but your boyfriend has such a pretty face, but a head full of air. So what are you going to do about it? Well, you're going to find four other girls who'd like to dress up as the village people. You call up Mike Stock, you name your band Girls at Play, and you sing your song called Airhead. Top tier. 
Camp. such a pretty face, but boy, he's got a, a head full, full of, of hair. hair. Didn't they also do a cover of Mel and Kim's Respectable? They did, yes. 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 And that was it. I was going to say, what's her name? Um, that was in the band, went on to be an EastEnders. So she did. That's right, Rita Siemens. Yeah. Yes. She, yeah, she played the character of Roxy Mitchell mm. in EastEnders. Yeah. They were clearly trying to rip off the Spice Girls by giving them each a... Uh, an a identity and, yeah. and an outfit and i have to say the respectable cover was meh but this is top tier oh i love it i love it and whenever i play it to bruce i, I say it's a song about him and he just loves that <laughs> <laughs> now i'm just imagining you and bruce of an evening let in bed just about to fall asleep and you go bruce bruce and then whisper the lyrics to him <laughs> and go such a pretty face no night and that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh good choice there thank you christopher now my honorable mention is a is a one-hit wonder and it's it's a proper song i'm sorry it doesn't it doesn't feature hamsters it doesn't feature sound alikes it doesn't feature <laughs> it doesn't feature people dressed up as 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 random american uh jobs it was it was released in 1997 and it was the lead single from this artist's album and it it it, it did quite well it got to number two in the uk and number 15 in the us billboard hot chart she has released other stuff but it's not been as successful so my honorable mention is kiss the rain by billy myers Do you know, I remember that song in the late, late 90s when I started to go out on the scene. Mm. And I remember that version of the song being played all the time. It's it's kind of a memory. Mm. There was the there was the dance version and then there was the sort of radio mid-tempo version. Yeah, that, that radio mid-tempo genre of music really sums up the 90s for me. It's up there with like, Desiree, you gotta be. Mm. And like... Fast Car Trace Chapman, I think, was a little bit earlier than that. But even so, it was still getting played. Mm. That sort of adult contemporary that was like, yeah. Yeah, but let's give it a dance mix to get people to buy extra. Um, and it, co coincidentally, in 1999, she was given a Brit Award nomination for Best British Female Solo Artist alongside the other Billy, Billy Piper. But oh. none of them won. Neither of them won. I don't know who it went to. I didn't oh. research it in that great detail justice for the billies it was dido probably or... oh probably yeah. no she was a bit later wasn't she wasn't she like 98 but did, like she oh. win everything was number one all the time around that time i'm Possibly. just yeah. honestly just thinking about it yeah well there we go 
Well, dear listeners, that is the end of this episode. No. Did you agree with our choices? Are there any that you think we should have included? Did Chesney Hawks sadden you that it didn't get a mention? But you can always stream it. Let us know. So, until next time, remember, hot dog, jumping frog, Albuquerque. One more time. Hot dog, jumping, jumping frog, Albuquerque. No, no, don't sing it like it that. Wrong. It's the wow. end bit where he goes, do, do. Albuquerque. Bye. 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 silent no i'm back now oh you're back i'm oh. back now did you have a wrench of the black hole of berlin oh and i'm back yeah you're back. was it nice dear it was very nice thank you Lovely. very enjoyable <laughs>